0: Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we praise you this morning, God. We love you so much. Praise the Lord. You can be seated this morning. If you have your Bibles and you want to turn to 1 Kings. 1 Kings chapter 17 and and, uh, verses 8 through 16 is where we'll read today. And uh, this is not out of a lesson book. This is just what the Lord laid on my heart today. And I feel like God's going to bless us. Oh, there's a there's a miracle in this place today. Uh, in verse eight, it starts uh, the Lord speaking to Elijah. It came to pass after a while, or I'm sorry, I went back a verse. In verse eight, and the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, "Arise, get thee to Zarephath, which belongeth to Zidon, and dwell there. Behold, I've commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee." So he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, behold, the woman was there gathering of sticks. And he called to her and said, Fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. And as she was going to fetch it, he called to her and said, Bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in thine hand. And she said, As the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake, but a handful of meal in a barrel, a little oil in a cruise. And behold, I am gathering two sticks that I may go and dress it for me and my son, that we may eat it and die. And Elijah said unto her, Fear not, go and do as thou hast said, but make me thereof a little cake first. Bring it unto me and after for thee and for thy son. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, The barrel of meal shall not waste. And neither shall the cruise of oil fail until the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. And she went and did according to the saying of Elijah. And she and he and her house did eat many days. And the barrel of meal wasted not. Neither did the cruise of oil fail according to the word of the Lord which he spake by Elijah. And I know you've heard this phrase before, but this is what I'm going to, Preach today the God of what's left, the God of what's left. Let's pray together right now. Precious Lord, we love you and thank you for your word today. God, we know what it gives us. And Lord, we just pray today that we can hear it, receive it in the good ground and be better. Thank you for it, Lord. We ask you to help us today with this in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise and a voice of praise. Thankful for his word. Hallelujah. God's good to us. Thank you, Jesus. You can be seated. There's these two main characters in this passage of Scripture are both about to learn. Well, Elijah, I believe, already has this down. That's why you find no hesitation in him when the Lord says go. But this woman is about to learn also the importance and the life-changing, life-saving power of a word from God, because he is in a place where uh, he he has been in a place where he has had to been fed supernaturally by the Lord. If you don't believe birds flying in and dropping off bread and meat for you is not supernatural, then uh, I, I need to come to your house and see how you are getting your breakfast. So that's a uh, but. Um, but he already knows how God can do. But God tells him, uh, the word of the Lord comes to him and says, get up and go. You need to get up and go because I've got something waiting for you. I've, I've, I've already, see, God sees this big picture. He sees everything. And he sees where Elijah is. He sees the famine. He sees the poverty. He sees the widow. And he's the God of every bit of it. And so he commands, he says, I've already commanded this 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 is in the works uh, and you don't even see all this yet you don't know where you're going you don't know who you're going to run into you don't know what she looks like but if you'll go get to this city there's a widow woman there and she's going to sustain these so maybe Elijah's thinking okay that's great Uh, she must be rich because there's poverty in the land there's a famine she must have a storehouse of things he doesn't know that she has a little bit of nothing but he's going to go and believe God that he's going to be blessed and that he's going to prosper. Listen, he's the God of it all. And there is a word that if we'll believe it and if we can receive it, it will deliver us and it will prosper us. Listen, God doesn't need the richest. He's already the richest. And God doesn't need the finest. He's already the finest. You can be down to to the bottom of the barrel and God can still use you and God can still come through. It's not over, just because uh, we see. Uh, like, well, I just I don't have much. I don't have anything. I, all you've got to do is be willing and obedient, and God's going to take care of it. This woman had a word. You can't give up too early. When Elijah told her to give me some water, she said, "I'll well, go do that. At the wells over here." But then he calls out, "Hey, why are you going?" You ever done that to somebody? Why are you in there? Grab, grab me a sandwich or something, you know. And uh, he's like, get me something to eat. And so, well, now she turns around and lays it out. Here, here's the problem. I don't have or I have not. I've only got a handful and a little. That's all I've got. And so I'm going to, uh, all I've got left to do is I'm going to fix this, cook it up, and then my son, and we're going to die. She has already come to a point where she realizes, I can't change this. She's accepted, I can't do anything about it, I'm going to die. Oh, but don't give up because there's a word coming. Yes. Honey, let me tell you, we don't need to give up because God's got a word that will sustain us. Yes. And, and, and we don't, see, that's, that's us, we, we, we want to measure things. I'm going to get to that in a minute. But, but listen what Isaiah says. <clears throat> This is how important that word of the Lord is in Isaiah 19 and 20. Now, in Isaiah 18, uh, which I didn't give you, but just to sit, kind of set this, uh, the Lord's uh, speaking to the prophet, and he says, come let us reason together. God's saying, I've got a word. He said, let's reason together, and though your sins be as scarlet, they'll be white as snow, and he begins to tell you how I can fix what's wrong with you. He said, but he's not saying I've got to touch you or mold your shit. He said, I'm telling you, I'm going to talk to you. I'm going to give you an answer for your problem. And so after that, he says, after you hear what I've got to say, if you are willing and obedient, you're going to eat the good of the land. After you hear what I have said, you know, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word and faith without works is dead. So the Lord's saying, if you'll have faith and be obedient to what I just said, you're going to eat the good of the land. I found you in your sin. I found you worthless, and I've got a word for you. The Bible says we're born again by the word of God. And so there's a new life that comes to us that fixes the old life, and it comes by the word of God. And he said, if you'll be willing and obedient to my word, he said, then you're going to eat the good of the lamb. But in verse 20, he flips the coin. But if you refuse and rebel, in other words, if you won't listen to what I've got to say, and you won't do anything about it, you're going to be devoured. That's... You know, if you're if you obedient, you'll eat. But if you're not, you're going to be eaten. You're going to be devoured. There's a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And the Bible says we're supposed to resist him in the faith. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word. That's why the word of God is so important for your situation. Because it'll keep you from being devoured. But he says right here, you're going to be devoured with the sword. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. So everywhere in these verses, these three, three verses is letting us know how vital his word is to our life. That's why it says we live by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God because it brings faith and the just shall live by faith. But now while I was reading this, I began to think about that. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word. He said, but if you rebel, you're devoured by the sword. The sword is the word of God. You could be devoured by the same sword that'll feed you. This widow woman got a word. Go and do as you have said. Go do what you're going to do, but make for me a little, a little cake first and then make for you and your son and let's see what happens. He said, let's, let's do that. And so he's given her a word. So the word of God is a sword. Disobedience to it will devour us. That's why Jesus said in John 12 and in, uh, 48, he said, if you reject me and you won't receive my word, He said, the word will judge you. He said, if you won't believe me, if you you reject me and then you won't receive my words, he said, then that same word, it's going to judge you. So she has a word that contains a miracle. She has a word that the Bible says that they ate for many days. And in some translations, it says for a year. He said I'm going to give you something that's going to take care of the man of God and you and your house. It won't waste. It won't fail. You'll be fed for a year if you can just understand that if you'll be willing and obedient, it'll take care of you. So she has a word. She disobeys that. It does not make God's word void. He said, my word shall not return void. It will accomplish. It, when, if she refuses it, it don't change the power of the promise that was in it. It just means now it was disobeyed, that it's unfulfilled. But it doesn't uh, doesn't change what it is. It's it's just like having seed in the barn. One place the scripture talks about the word of God being a seed. But how can the seed grow if you won't sow it? And so he gave her something that will take care of her and her son if she will obey it. Because God's not going to say, well, she... Okay, she don't want to do it. Let's just send an angel down there and he'll whip it up real quick. Oh, no. And God's not going to drop down and whip them, them, that bread up real quick. No, he said, I'm giving this word to you. And if you'll just understand, when I give you something, it's full of promise. They have been given to us exceeding great and precious promises. And we find it in his word. And that's why no matter the situation, no matter how bad it's getting, we turn to the word. Where uh, Elijah was, the brook had dried up. There was no more water. And so God gave him a word to get him to a place where there was water and food. The woman was about to be out of food, but God sent a word that would provide food for her and her son for, for many days. It wouldn't waste until the Lord sent the rain again, until he brought back the prosperity. Let me tell you, there's a word for you in your problem today. Hmm. I feel the Holy Ghost in this house right now. You feel like you're scraping the bottom of the barrel. But don't you give up. Don't you just decide, oh, I can't do anything else. That's all right. We come to a point, we should come to a point, where we realize I can't do anything else but be obedient. If all I can do is be obedient to the Word of God, I'm going to get what I need for my life and for my family. I just need to be obedient. I can't do it. I could take what I have. He told us to go ahead, do what you said. Take that little bit of what you've got and go do it. But give to me first. Man, if you'll just give to God first, if you'll seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all these other things are going to be added to you. Quit trying to uh, uh, to measure what you've gotten and, and discount it and discredit it, thinking God can't work with this because God can work what's with what's left at the bottom of the barrel. He can take that little bit. Hey, you know what? The bottom's still good. You ever been down where you got that last scoop out of your coffee jar to make your coffee? It was the bottom, but it was still good. It still made coffee, and it was still good. And he said, look, I can take what's down at the bottom. All you think is it's what's left. But he said, that's all right, because I'm the God of what's left. Hey, when 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 that barrel it didn't say that cup but when that barrel I think of a barrel like a rain barrel or you know one of them big wine barrels big wooden barrel like you see in westerns and stuff you know big barrel well at one time it was full and when it was full he was god and when it was half full he was god and when it was down there to the last scoop still god when the little that cruise of oil. It was full. He was God. When it got half full, still God. And when it's down there to the last, going to make one biscuit, that's all that's left, still God. Still God. (laughs) He is the God of what's left, and he can take what's left and feed you and keep you and let you continue and let you go on, and it'll be a miracle in everybody's eyes. People in that land had to know This woman's down to the end. I doubt that was the only person she talked to about, hey, this is it. I'm running out. I'm sure she had probably tried to borrow. Hey, we're in a famine. I'm sure other people had the same answer. All I've got is just enough for me and my family. I'm sorry. I'd like to help you, but I can't. So she's down to all I can do is take this handful and this little, and that's all I can do. And and that's what we do. God knows that we measure things. We love to, to, to measure and then uh, we think if it's not in abundance, God can't do nothing with it. But that ain't true. In verse 10 and 11 again, look, he goes, to, it says, Elijah went to Zarephath and he found that with a woman. I don't want you to ever think that just because you're down low, that you, you feel like I've got a handful and little that God can't use you. That you think, I don't have anything to offer. But God will call you when you just got a little. Sometimes you feel like, it's been tough. My faith feels like it's running low. I feel like I've been discouraged. And God's saying, hey, go pray for somebody. Yes. What? God, surely somebody else. Get that guy that's spinning around over there to go pray for him. Get that guy that's rolling in the floor. Get that person that's running around the room. They look like they got plenty. Go ahead and call them. And he's going to say, no, I'm going to call you. Because it doesn't matter how you're feeling. Your faith should still be strong in me. It doesn't matter what you're going through. You should still be trusting me. And God is telling them in the story right here. It doesn't matter what's dried up. It doesn't matter what's not being provided in nature or naturally. God's got a miraculous answer for you and me. And it comes out of his word. Oh, I don't know how people do without the word of God. We've got to have that word. And we've got to believe that he's the God of what's left. And when you might be down to nothing, God will still call you. He'll say, hey, I need you. Uh, oh, you, you off work because your faith is low? You, the gift and calling are out without repentance. And, and when, you know, we all, God, don't take this away from me. He's like, quit trying to give it back. <laughs> well, God, don't take this calling from me. Well, then quit trying to give it back. Just because you're not feeling... On the, like you're on the mountaintop. Maybe you're walking through the valley. That's all I'm still God. I'm God in the valley, in the mountaintop. I'm, I'm God in Eden. I'm God in a desert place. It doesn't matter where you find me. I'm still God. And I don't, I don't need a Walmart close by to do a miracle. I don't need a Sam's or, or, or a, some kind of big box club to, to, to work a miracle. I've got everything He's the richest of them all. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. And he's our provider. And if God wanted to send some, uh, I wish my daughter was in here. Uh, he wanted to send a flock of birds to bring your food one day. See, she starved. Because she ain't got nothing to do with no birds. She's just terrified of them. But uh, so she'd have to get some, she'd be sending somebody else to pick her lunch up. But, uh, but if God wanted to do it, if, man, if he wanted to strap a Happy Meal to a donkey and send it to your house... Uh, He'll do what he wants to do to get you fed because all you've got to do is believe. All you've got to do is trust. But see, we measure, and she believes by her own mouth, by her own admission, that it's only abundance that will keep her alive. Because she said, she said there's three things. She said, I have not. I have a handful and I have a little. She's just measuring it. And because I don't see this barrel full, the only thing I see is death. But God's not here to give you death. He's here to give you deliverance. And God's trying to let you know something that if you'll hear my word and you'll trust my word and you'll believe my word, if you'll be willing and obedient, you're going to eat the good of the land. We measure though and we consider handfuls and have nots and little as a death sentence. That only if we're if Only if our cup's running over, then that's the only way I can be, be good. But I'm telling you, hey, you know, why is it it's so easy for us to drive our car on fumes? You know there ain't enough gas hardly to get down the road, but you'll get in it and go right past the gas station because you believe you're going to make it. But when that, that Holy Ghost tank starts feeling bad, starts feeling low, You'll drive right, just right on past the church. Why is it so easy to, to believe that the gas in the tank won't run out? How about this right here won't run out either. How about pull on in here when the tank's low and go ahead and worship anyway and go ahead and bless God anyway and go ahead and pray for somebody anyway. Sing your song, preach your message. Go ahead and do what God, take what's little, take what's left, let the Lord Bless it. Just keep using it. You know what? It never said he filled the barrel up. It didn't say the barrel was full. It just said the the barrel won't waste. I believe she looked in there every day and it was the same amount. But somehow it didn't go nowhere. (laughs) I don't know. I just keep going in there and reaching all the way to the bottom. And I come out with a scoop. I keep taking that cruise oil and every time I tip it, it's still pouring I don't know where it's coming from. I, I can't see it. It's not running over. It's not at the top. I don't know where it's coming from. It never says he filled those vessels up. It just said it wouldn't waste. He said it would never stop producing. I believe he gave them enough each day. Friend, we walk every day By faith. We walk by faith. Every day is a day of faith. And I don't have to see the barrel running over to know that God's going to provide for me. I don't have to have a full cruise of oil to know that God's going to provide for me. I just know that God's going to sustain me and take care of me wherever I might be and in whatever situation I might be and whatever the circumstances of my life are, God is going to take care of me. Stop trying to measure out. Listen, it's not the measure that makes the miracle. It's our faith and obedience to God. That's why it says over there in verse 15, and she went and did. She was willing and obedient and she ate. It's a proven, proven principle in the scripture that if we're willing and obedient, that if we won't quit, that if we won't throw in the towel, we won't give up and say, that's it. Nothing else can happen. You got to know that it doesn't matter how close to checking out you are, that God can still do what he said he would do. People, some people that had faith in the Lord realized that, but even Mary and Martha thought it gets to the point that God, because they said, if you'd just been here, our brother wouldn't die. They believed he could heal. They, they believed if he only had one breath left, if Jesus had got there, he can change it. But now all of a sudden it's more than you can handle. And he said, I am the resurrection and the life. I'm not just the healer. He didn't even mention healing. He said, I'm not just a healer. He just said, I am the resurrection and the life. That means I'm about to stand this man up and cause some people to scream and run because I'm telling you, I don't know, maybe it was just common things back then, people just coming back from the dead. I don't know. But uh, today, you know, I don't want to be in the graveyard and uh, see somebody coming up. Uh, No, sir. But he said, it's not out of my hand. And he said, did I not say if you would believe? He said, in other words, what came out of my mouth, the words that I spoke, did I not give you a word that lets you know if you would believe, you'd see the glory of God? Friend, I'm telling you that word. And then what was it that raised him? He didn't go give him mouth to mouth. There wasn't no IVs, there wasn't no surgeries, there wasn't no medicines and there wasn't no shots. He said, Lazarus, come forth. And it was that word that went into the darkness and it was the word that broke the bands of death. It was the word that restored his body. It brought his uh, organs back to life. The blood began to flow. The sight came back to his eyes and the breath entered back into his body. And he that was dead came forth. Mm. Stop measuring out what you got thinking God can't do nothing with it. You know why? He knows we measure. That's why Jesus uses these examples in the New Testament, in uh, Matthew 17 and 20. So familiar. And Jesus said unto them, because of your unbelief, because they want to know, why couldn't we cast this devil out of this boy? He says, because of your unbelief. So I'm going to have to say something to you. Hear what I'm telling you. If you have faith as grain of a mustard seed, he said, if your faith is so small, if you're going to measure things, that's all right. But as long as you have even that much faith, you can still say to this mountain to be removed and be, uh, go yonder place. And it must be in the south. Go yonder. And it shall remove and nothing shall be... Nothing. When your faith is like that, nothing is impossible. When, when you all you've got is hanging on to the Word, that's all you need. When you can just trust His Word, that's all you need. Quit, quit thinking, well, i got to feel this. No, you don't have to feel that yet. It ain't about that feeling. It's about that faith. And I know we like to feel it. I Believe me, I, we love to feel. We love to feel like everything's going to be all right. But you've got to, if you'll trust the Word, you'll start feeling like everything's going to be all right. If you'll just trust. How, how can... Anybody think it's actually possible to walk on water? But Peter said, Lord, if it's you, I need to hear a word. Because if I, if I, I want to come out there where you are. So if it's you, bid me, in other words, give me a word that lets me know I can come out there. So he gives him one word. No, no, no preaching, no message, no... Come. Come. And he starts walking on the water. One word. And he believed one word. He just believed that this one word would give him the ability to do what was impossible. Just one word. Not a book, no, no Bible, no, just no reference. Hey, the prophet said that. No, come. And if you can believe the simplest of God's words, friend, you're gonna overcome. You're going to be victorious. You're going to have what you need. You're going to realize that hey, this may be all I've got left, but he's the God of what i got left. And, and, and when the enemy tries to tell you that's all you have, well, just wait and see what God can do with it. Because he can take, he can take the bones of men and cause them to stand up. He, you know, he, he can take dead people and bring them to life. He can open blinded eyes. He, he, he can open deaf ears. That's what God can do. And so with just that little, so again, another measurement, Mark 40 or 4, 31 and 32. He said, the word, it's like a grain of mustard seed. When it's sown in the earth, it's less than all the seeds that be in the earth. That's all right, because when it is sown, it grows. And then it becomes greater. When it's sown, it's less. It's just small. You know, you can have, like I say, just sow what you got. So you don't need a whole bag of seed. You ain't got to be Johnny Appleseed running around sowing across the whole country. I got one seed left. Plant it. Sow it. Put it in the ground. Put it there because it might be the least of all right now, but when it is sown, it will grow. That's a promise from God's word and it will become greater than any other uh, herb that's planted. It shoots out great branches out the air lodge and take the shadow, you know, get under the shadow of it, they're covered by it. He said, man, you can't even fathom because looking at that seed, how can that be? It's just like looking at an acorn you think, look at this little acorn, squirrels, stuffing them in their mouths, things like that. But, Every great, big, giant oak you see did not come from a seed this big around. Oak trees at 150 and 200 years old, and they're so big around, four people can't reach around them, come out of a seed like that, like that. Fell in the ground, got covered up, and grew and become great. And think about the millions of acorns that have come off of that tree over 150 years that Other trees have grown. Look how great it became just because it went in the ground. And God's given us a promise. Take my word. Take your faith. It might just feel like all I've got, all I've got is this. I I don't have great big faith right now. That's all right. He's a God of have-nots. He proved that to that woman. Oh, I have not. Well, I'm the God of have-nots. There was another woman, another widow woman that Elisha dealt with and, uh, Her kid's about to get sold off to the debtor's prison. And he said, what do you have in your house? She said, I don't have anything except. So he's the God of I don't have anything except. I I, I got a little oil. He said, okay, go get some vessels and start pouring out. And just keep pouring. One little vessel. All she had was this. And it just kept filling. She had a room full of barrels and buckets and cups and vessels and just pouring and pouring and pouring. And it never, ever, ever stopped until there was nothing left to pour into. Listen, faith will work till he gets back. You hear what I'm saying? Faith will keep you till he gets back. The old song said, one day our faith will end in sight. When I see him, no more faith. It ain't about faith anymore because I can see him. We're going to be there. Faith. Our faith will have paid off. We'll, we'll say that, like, Paul, I have kept the faith. But Paul didn't need faith after that because it was over. He was there with him. He's going to be with the Lord. One day we'll be with the Lord and we won't, it won't be about having faith anymore. It'll be about living in eternity with him. But we'll realize that it was faith that kept me. When I was down to nothing, uh, God was up to something and God was working in my life and, and he gave me a word. Oh, if we just learned that we can stand on his word. And when we sow that little bitty seed of faith, it's less than anything it looks like. Oh, but it becomes greater than all. So the God we serve, you got to remember this, the God you serve, he's the God of have-nots. He's the God of handfuls. He's the God of just a little. And his plan for you and me and all his children is deliverance and not death. He he wants to deliver us. He wants to prove to us and show to us that, hey, it doesn't matter how bad it gets naturally. I still got you. It doesn't matter what's going on. I'm still on your side. Oh, God, me and my kid about to die. He sent a man with a word, and her and her son lived. I don't know how long they lived. I don't know how much longer they lived. Maybe the kid grew up and told that story over and over, and told it till people didn't believe it because it just, so many eight generations had passed. But, but he was there. He lived. He, he was able to grow, have his own family, have his own kids, all because his mother said, I'm not going to throw in the towel. I'll go ahead and believe this man of God. I'll go do what he said to do and just see what happens. She said, and all I had was a handful and a little. But we ate and ate and ate. When the barrel and the crews were full, I said it earlier, he was God. Let's don't let him just be the God of the full barrel. Let him be God of the bottom of the barrel. That'll be that God that that sustains us in those times of need and and trust Him when things are are getting bad. Don't, Don't, oh, I said it the other night anybody can quit, but we're not just anybody, we're somebody. We're God's people. And God has sent a word to his people uh, over and over again. He's given this book full of his words and he, he, he's let us hear uh, his words in prayer. Oh, I, I wish everybody could have been here Monday night in prayer and God just speaking to us uh, in tongues and interpretation and letting us know that he's got his hand on us and he's called us and anointed us. And, and friend, let me tell you, I'm, I guarantee you there's a lot of folks probably when they got to prayer meeting at night felt like I'm, I'm getting that last meal out today. But then, oh, Somehow, I'm eating again. I'm eating again. I'm eating again because that that, that word sustained us. It filled us up. How many of you that was here Monday night felt good all week? Yeah, because you was eating off that word. Woo, what God said in that place that night. And and guess what? That's not the last time. He's going to keep on doing what he does. And and so uh, he is God. And it doesn't matter if we feel like we're almost gone. He's still God. It doesn't feel like we're almost out. He's still God. And our part is so, I know it feels like it's hard sometimes, but really it's just willing and obedient. God, God would never tell us to do something. He would have never told that woman to do something that would have harmed her and her child. because She's, she's made plenty of cakes in her life. She knows what she's got left, and she knows naturally this is all this will produce. But God knew what he could do with it if she would just give to him first. God's never going to put you in a place where his word will leave you lacking. It just won't happen. He, he's going to send you to a place where you can be provided for. Because What did he say? And my God shall supply all your need through what? through Christ Jesus, right? Through his riches and glory, through Christ Jesus. So, yeah. So he's going to do that. Well, who was Christ Jesus? He was the word made flesh. He said, I'm going to send a word that'll be your provider. I'm going to send a word uh, and it's going to be wrapped in flesh. He's going to walk this world and he's going to talk to you and teach you and be your savior. But but he's the word made flesh and that's the source for all of it. That's why... We can do nothing without Him. That's why we are complete in Him. Because it doesn't matter how little or low I'm getting, as long as I'm still in Him, I've got a word. Greater is He that's in me. You know what's in me? The Word. Come on, somebody. I'm glad today that that the Word never fails. Uh, you know, and, and when that woman got that Word, like I said she could disobey it if she wanted to, but when when she was. Closed her eyes. The Bible says, "Be absent from the bodies, be present with the Lord." I want the Lord would have said, "You know, you'd still be living had you just done what that man of God said. I sent that man. I sent him there so you could take care of him, and he could take care of you. And if you just and so the word's going to judge you. You're 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 dead because you didn't do what I said to do. Because." We may disobey it, but it, the word's forever settled. And he said, once I put that word out there, it went into the record book. It's there. Uh, I don't, if I'm going to be judged by that word, I want him to say, you obeyed it. You listened to it, and you did it. I know i got to get ready to wind up. Here's what Paul said to the church in Corinth, 2 Corinthians 2 or 8, chapter 11, or verse 11 and 12. He's speaking to the saints there, and he says, Now, therefore, perform the doing of it. You got something to do, then do it. He said that as there was a readiness to will, so there may be a performance also out of that which you have. He said, If it was in your mind and you knew you should do it, then do it. So there can be a performance out of what you have, out of what you have. It's only a handful out of what you have. It's only a little out of what you have. And there will be a performance out of it. That something's going to happen. It's going to work. It's going to bless. It's going to benefit. And then in verse 12, this is where he gets us. For if there be first a willing mind, if you're willing and obedient. He said, if you can first just be willing. Then I will accept, God saying, it's going to be accepted according to what you have, if it's a handful or a little, and it's not according to what you have not. God didn't send the man of God to her because she had an abundance. He sent her to her because she had a little. And He said, "Because I want to see if this woman will have faith in my word. Will she believe that even with what she can see with natural eyes, that my word can bypass that? faith in my word can still sustain her no matter what she knows naturally, no matter how she feels, how weak she is, knowing she's about to die, she's sure of it. She knows that she's fixing to be out of food. But if she's going to trust me, he said, I will take what she has and not judge her according to what she has not. That's why I said, God will get you. You may not be spinning and flipping on this Sunday, but he might still say, I need you to pray for somebody. I would go pray for them. If all you knew to do was to put your hand on them and say, oh, Jesus, help them. That's all I had, Lord. And, and they're like, Phew. when you laid your hand on me and said, Jesus, help them, guess what happened? Help came. <laughs> but I didn't say nothing specific. I didn't pray 40 words. I, all I said was, Jesus. That's all you got. That's all you need if you're obedient. If you'll just take that word and obey that word and say, I, it might just be a little, but, oh, it'll be plenty. Oh, it's, it's wonderful when just a little's plenty, when just a little is more than I ever dreamed it could be. And God showed them. Maybe she thought, well, we're going to all eat today. But she got up the next morning and said, hey, there's still some meal in this barrel. I guess I'll make another cake. Well, it's lunchtime. Hey, there's still some meal in this barrel. Oh, it'll it'll blow your mind how God'll just keep on, keep on, keep on blessing you. So you get this and quit measuring and and deciding you you're not miracle worthy because you only have a little. Because if you're willing, God accepts what you have. That's why people can come to Him brokenhearted and God'll still move. God, all I got's this uh, this. Strife and this mess And this uh, stuff going on in my life Do you have faith in me? Well yes Then I'll take what you got And we'll do something with it Oh oh, come on He'll he'll take Folks that have Okay let's see Mark chapter 5 Verse 25 and 26 And this is going to be my last example A certain woman I always like to think she was certain. Not just she was a certain woman, but she was certain. Because of, and it proves because by what she did. But, uh, and a certain woman, she had an issue of blood 12 years, suffered many things of many physicians, spent all that she had. Nothing better. Didn't see any improvement at all. But she got worse. So you know the story. I got nothing left. I have no resource. But you know what she had? She had faith. Because she said within herself, if I may but touch the hem of his garment. And she came through the press with nothing left but her faith. In verse 34, when after she's made whole, Jesus says, Daughter, your faith, that's all I had. I didn't have health. I didn't have strength. I didn't have anybody. I had no more money. I had no more resource. I had no more expectation. But I did still believe if I could touch the hem of your garment, I would be whole. He said, and that was all you needed. And her story has encouraged me. So don't tell me that when you're out of all the natural stuff that God can't do something. If all you've got left is your faith, it's enough to inspire people for centuries. Your story will be written because it was in faith. And her story was written down in faith. And and there's no way to number the gazillions I don't even know if that's a real you can have gazillions of messages that have been preached about this woman who pressed through to touch his garment songs written, poems written all these things written about this woman who had nothing left no more options no more chances simply got to touch him that was all she needed and he turned around and said your faith has made thee whole well, that's all I had Jesus and that's all you needed you can come to the music line hmm don't give up he's a God of what's left you can stand with me Job said well then Job you know, we know the story of Job lost it all natural possessions were gone children gone all his field's uh, you know, fields burnt up, sheep gone, camels gone, you know, servants killed, people gone, just no, just nothing. Now his health is gone, he's he's sitting in ashes. He's got boils all over his body, and his wife, she's like she's looking at the natural. I go past the bedrooms, Job, and they're not there. I look out in our fields and they burn up. There's nothing there. Where's the money going to come from, Job? What are we going to do? It's all gone. And so she finds him sitting there worshiping. And Job, you really don't look like the man I married. (laughs) Boils all over your body. You're not eating. You're wasting away. And so she says, Do you still? retain that means when you retain something you hold on to it Job are you still holding on to your integrity and his integrity was all about his relationship with God are you still holding on to this faith in God our children are gone Job our income's gone Job this is do you still are you, are you still holding on that and she said, just curse God and die. Because she thought that because I can't see any good naturally that God must not be for us. That this God that we served all the time during abundance has now somehow turned his back on us. But Job said, you talk like a foolish woman. You talk like a person who, you know, what a fool, the fool has said in his heart that there is no God. He said, you talk like somebody who doesn't even know God. And he said, in all these things, Job did not sin with his lips. He, d- he didn't let go of his integrity. And fast forward all the way to ch- chapter 42, and you find out, and God blessed the latter end of Job greater. All he had left was his integrity. All he had left was his faith in God. But Job proved, like many others in Scripture did, He's the God of what's left. And if that's all I got, that's all I need. Praise God. Let's lift our hands and pray this morning. Lord, we love you so much. We thank you for your word. And I'm thankful today, Lord, that you're the God of what's left. Lord, that you see us as we walk this walk, as we live this life, and you see every hill and valley, every trial and test. You told us in your word there was a thief. And he comes to steal. And sometimes we feel like everything's been stolen. Lord, he come to kill. And we feel like, Lord, we're just at the point of death. And Lord, even to destroy. We feel like our lives are destroyed. But I believe your word today. That even if there's just that little bit. That faith as a grain of a mustard seed. If we'll take it and sow it. It might be the least right now. But it's going to grow and be the greatest. So God, encourage our hearts, encourage our minds and touch us in this house today and let us remember that we don't give up because there's always a word. Hallelujah. There's always a word. Lord, that you're not for my death or my destruction, but you're for my deliverance today. Lord, bless these people to receive it. Bless my heart to receive it in Jesus' name. Everyone said amen. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise in this house today. Hallelujah. I'm thankful for it. You just hold on. God's going to come through. How oh, you know that? It's how I know it. Or oh, I could tell you what I've seen with my own eyes. But it, but if not, I could say like the writer in Hebrews, time would fail me to tell you of David and Jephthah and Samson and Daniel and and all the ones and and even the people I know in in this natural world that I watch God come through time and time again. How do you know? Right here is how I know. And then one place he told us and these all died in faith. In faith. They didn't die without faith or lack of faith but they died in faith. God's going to take care of you. Let's give him one more hand clap of praises. Praise Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. All right. Let's take what we got, find a place to pray before the next service, and let's believe God do something great. Amen? God bless you.
1: i okay.